0: Hi Broadway fans, we're back for another week of Broadway breakdown on Popcorn Talk Network. Today we are talking angst. We are talking rock and roll, glam rock, women into men, men into women. It is Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Don't go away.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talks: Guilty Movie Pleasures.
0: We're not guilty movie pleasures, but it is yeah. very much a pleasure, this show, yes. right? It is yeah. It's yeah. not a guilty pleasure, it's just a pleasure. Yeah,
1: it is yeah. a pleasure. It is a pleasure.
0: <laughs> I, I had a ton of fun going to see this show, and I had zero knowledge of, you know, besides the Tony Award performance and, like, a little bit of thing, I'd never seen the movie, I'd never done anything, so I thought I was, like, brand new to everything,
1: and I had so much fun. I just felt like I was at a concert half the time. I do think it is, because... In this day there's this day and age there's so much information out there that you can always find out something about something before you can see it mm-hmm. and so it must be really exciting to go see a show and not really know anything at all and be yeah. surprised <laughs> Like,
0: I sometimes will force myself to not see things. So it'll be like new to me. Like, I still haven't watched the movie because I know we're talking about it next week and I want it to be like the first time. Yeah. That I see the movie right before I talk about you it. You want
2: your first time to be special. I want it <laughs> to be <laughs> special.
0: Hi, everybody. I am your host, Brianna Phipps, as always. You can find me at BFIPS14 on Twitter and Instagram and BFIPS1214 on Snapchat. I am joined by my lovely co host
1: over here. I'm uh, 123JackieB on Twitter and Instagram, and that's my blog as well.
2: And I'm everywhere on the internet, at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, since there is only one Lucretia Line.
0: I love this part, sorry. No. <laughs> I know. And, and it's the, the Neil news.
2: Patrick Harris version, which is my favorite. Well,
0: the reason you know. it's the Neil Patrick Harris version, we're going to talk about it, is yeah. that this was the very first Broadway version yeah, of the show. Yeah, it was the first yeah, Broadway Which version. is astounding to me, considering yeah. it came out in 1998.
1: Right. And John Cameron Mitchell, as far as I know, is an American. Mm-hmm. I he mean... He's lived in different. Places. He's much like you yeah. because he was an army. Which is um, so. I saw I saw Hedwig um, in college. I saw the movie first. It was so cute. Our library, you could rent out DVDs. This oh is yeah, like, my library too. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so Hedwig was one of the DVDs I rented out of the library, and I would keep renting it out because I enjoyed I enjoyed it so much. Um, and this is when I was a poor college student, and I could not afford to buy a DVD. <laughs> uh, but then I so. This friend and I, who had rented it so many times then, he was saying, well, you know what, let's go see a production of it in Baltimore. So I saw um, a production of it when I was in college at a small dinner theater in Baltimore. And I loved that, too. And then I saw the Darren Chris version that came here. But I think that this really spoke to me because I feel like I've had, because John Cameron Mitchell is an Army brat or a military brat. and Set in Germany. And he, yeah, and he lived in Germany. And so I, I feel like... I mean, not that I have. This is a semi-autobiographical piece, and not that I have had all the same experiences of him. But I did live in Germany when the Berlin Wall came down, so I did feel like I could relate to and/or understand some of the topics that he was addressing. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's definitely a different perspective than I think I could have just being like I was. I don't. I don't even know if, what year did the Berlin Wall come down again. Was it 80? 1980?
1: Six, maybe? Yeah, wasn't, oh, so you know, wasn't even, like, yeah
0: I wasn't yeah. even born yet. Uh, I knew it was in the no, 80s. No, it had to be later than that. Yeah, because um, i I remember it was either before, right before I was born, or it was like the year I was born it came down, but I can't remember the exact year.
1: Well, you guys are making me look old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Jackie. 1989! Yeah. I'm not that old. So I was maybe So like, I was a year. Yeah. I was a year old. Yeah. yeah. I was seven. <laughs> you know,
1: you're not that so, much older I mean, than us. Yeah, it's not... I mean, I was old enough to know that something was happening i I wasn't old enough to like fully comprehend the political climate but i was old enough to um still be a part of that culture which was still in germany at the time it was it was still this same like underground rock and roll kind of culture
0: yeah well let's get back a little bit into the history of the show where it came from so as you said it was john cameron mitchell who wrote this show and it is semi-autobiographical. A biographical. Oh, I can't talk today. Uh, he Hedwig was kind of pulled from like a babysitter he had growing yeah. up. Who was
1: he said in an interview that uh, he initially wanted this to be about uh, like him looking at past loves, but then when he was stop- talking with Stephen Trask about, he was just telling him an anecdotal story about his old babysitter, um, who was this German woman. Um, and he made her sound like such a character that Stephen Drass was like, well, We have to put this in the show. Sure. And it well, she was the show became more about her than it' did about. Well, she was else. yeah, she was a army wife who was a babysitter
0: <clears throat> and then moonlighted as a prostitute at her Junction City, Kansas trailer park home.
1: Yes, which uh, is
0: like there's like that's a movie right there.
1: yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's interesting because obviously when, he was explaining that when you're a kid and you have a babysitter, you don't you're not like cognizant enough to know like this woman is a prostitute and then know what a prostitute is. It's just that um, oh, wow. he was noticing that she would hang out with like a different man every night and he was like, Oh, she's really popular and then later on <laughs> one of his neighborhood friends was like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was just a prostitute <laughs> because she was very poor, but yeah. she uh, but she dressed so very well and had this like Interesting personality. It's always so nice the little like cloud of childhood
0: that we have, and right. we like don't see things. Right, well, we're like well, we're just except you know, for since,
2: me. except for you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I knew what a prostitute was then.
0: <laughs> um, I think my pro- babysitters were always like teenagers, but I always remember thinking they were <laughs> so old.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, me too. Like, they were, like,
0: 16, 17, probably, but I was like, oh, my God, they're so old.
1: Well, it's just, like, we came from talking about The Sound of Music, and I can remember watching The Sound of Music when I was, like, 7 or 8 and thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't wait till I'm 16. I'll be so old and mature and grown up. And it's like, (laughs) no. 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 We're never mature grown up. (laughs) Um, And then
0: Tommy, who is, like, Hedwig's love interest that broke her heart in the show, is based on Mitchell himself. Um... in it Tommy and him in real life are both gay but they were both army children that were raised in Berlin during the time like so there was a lot of connection there with him which I thought it was interesting to have the person that he based himself on not really be in the show and just be being talked about in the show
1: yeah I, Uh, I mean I think that also had to do with the fact that when he was doing Hedwig as drag it just became so popular it became its own thing where in that in that kind of environment the audience starts to dictate what like what what is speaking to them? So he almost had to become, sadly, a peripheral character because people loved Hedwig so much. And then Hedwig mm-hmm. adopts the Tommy character at yeah. one point,
0: which I loved
1: that part I because it shows that. so. Like anyone
0: that plays Hedwig, we're going to talk about it, but they have to be so on point in so many ways. And just like this, they have to feasibly be this over the top woman on stage, and then all of a sudden be this kind of like shrouded little boy that angsty kind of thing
1: i also love it because you have this you have this metaphor that like the person you you really love um is yourself or that the person you really love is a lot like you in some ways Mm -hmm. so we have like we show these differences and um between them but at the same time there's this like core similarity yeah and it's just a beautiful display of narcissism <laughs> <laughs> well hedwig is pretty yeah. much a complete entire display of narcissism
0: mm-hmm. um and then the musical was developed through band gigs and clubs rather than in theater settings in order to preserve a rock energy which i thought was really smart of them mm-hmm. because it does kind of play like a concert and anytime the music's going, you feel like you're in a con... Like, at least me, I felt like I was at a concert the entire time with the lighting, with the sound effects, with the visual effects that they do on stage. Like, So I thought that that's really smart of them, kind of develop that underground uh, want for the show, and then it eventually ended up on
1: Broadway. I, I mean, I love that setup set up like a concert with the band members having their own names and yeah. whatnot. Um <laughs>
0: So, let's talk about the music, because that is such a huge part of the show. Um, And they said that it was derived from David Bowie mainly, but they also pulled from John Lennon, Lou Reed, and Iggy Pop. Um, I definitely... I don't know Lou Reed and Iggy Pop's music as well, but I definitely hear David Bowie and John Lennon. I definitely get how they pulled from them in certain ways.
2: Yeah, to me, like, I'm a big Lou Reed, Iggy Pop fan, so I can definitely touch a little bit on, like, um, the Iggy Pop-David Bowie love story, which... You know, is an unauthorized uh, version in Velvet Goldmine. I was just going to say me, that. Uh, to I me, love I'm like, I see so much of that in Hedwig, and I think that's why I love it so much because me and my friend literally wore out my DVD. With that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Icky Pop, you know,
1: And while that not has Ewan McGregor yeah. in it, and. I'm pretty sure you see his penis. Oh yeah. He
2: jumps around on stage naked, like Iggy I pop haven't did. seen it in a couple of years, yeah. but I do remember that being
1: a popular feature. <laughs> Yeah, Obi-Wan's Kenobi's in it, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. No,
0: I um I think I like I would really love Iggy pop. Like I loved him in Across yeah. the Universe, which is probably like my only kind of introduction to him, and I loved his character in that and I loved his acting. And I've seen like some of his stand up. So I want <laughs> to explore more into Iggy Pop. I just haven't yet.
2: Yeah definitely the iggy and the stooges back uh, is some of his best stuff raw power you know definitely one of the better you know sort of punk rock albums there that exists and that's why i was like i see a little bit of punk in that and iggy would be sort of the only punk rocker that would
0: be um of the influences sorry yeah. i just realized i said across the and i was thinking of the wrong person the entire time mm-hmm. that's eddie izzard yes, yes. i eddie do know iggy pop mm-hmm. he was in crybaby
2: yes yeah. yes
0: okay no totally now i'm making connections yeah. Sorry. He's a skinny guy. <laughs> it's been a long week, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> totally, like, had the vision of Eddie, Eddie Izzard in my head.
1: because I, I, I haven't like... seen across the universe, which is I was like, I thought that was Eddie Izzard, but I haven't seen
0: that, so I don't know. And I hadn't
1: seen the movie either. I was like, oh, uh, maybe Pops in that? Um,
0: uh-huh. No, no,
1: no. Just Eddie
0: Izzard. But Eddie Izzard and David Bowie also had a whole thing. So, yeah.
1: And Eddie Izzard uh, is a crossdresser, so, this is, so I feel, works it all I feel works this is somewhat yeah. relevant. It, all, it all's coming together <laughs> okay. in
0: some way or another. Um, and then it's a glam rock musical, which is completely obvious <laughs> from the very first I, I just
1: love the music for this. I absolutely, I love all of the songs on this. I used to wear out my CD in college. Apparently I could afford a CD, but not a DVD. I don't know. <laughs>
2: They were a little bit cheaper.
0: They were. I mean, DVDs are cheap now, but... They were expensive at one point. Well, Blu-rays are now expensive.
1: But I remember DVDs at the time. Not not that this is like me reminiscing. To, mm-hmm. I feel like this is too much. But it, they were like 25 dollars at the time, which is like the Blu-ray now. Now yeah. a regular DVD, I feel, is like ten.
2: Yeah. And depending on how good the movie was, because you get a dollar bin movie. I mean, true. Yeah.
0: Hey, sometimes you find really great deals in those. Oh, true. Yeah, bin there movies. are some movies that I'm like, this is five bucks. I'm buying ten of these. <laughs> it's Roadhouse. Um, um. <laughs> there was an extra song. Um, it's not in the show. I think they added it to like an extended soundtrack, but it is there in case they need it because it is pretty much like a one-man, one-woman show that if Hedwig, the actor playing Hedwig, gets too tired and needs to take a break off stage, uh, that Yitzhak will come in and sing this other song. And it's a complete solo. So I thought that's... In my production, it wasn't in there, but... <laughs> they do have that it kind of it was in
1: mine which is funny it wasn't because that? i didn't <laughs> really? realize like i did and it was in the version i saw in baltimore too so i didn't realize it was like an extra thing it's so funny that you mentioned that cuz i just the two times that i've seen it it's been a part of the piece and the i piece? just i just figured it was one of those things to give to give the yeah, actor the, the, a break. break yeah no
0: they they it's there in case uh, yeah, he, the actor playing Edward has kind of like, it's too much and they need a little tiny break. And then because Yitzhak is always like the background singer, in most of the songs, except for a couple that um, is featured. But this gives him a complete break off stage for a second, which is a lot because this is about a 90 minute musical with no intermission. And the lead actor is on stage talking or oh, singing, running you know,
1: around in high heels. I'm going to say
0: 98% of the time. Yeah. Like there's the two percent of the time that Yitzhak is singing, where he can have like a tiny break.
1: It's like a high energy acrobatics kind I, of. Thing. When I was
0: watching, it, I was like, "Dang, he must be in such great shape! Like, he, this is like the gym for him. He doesn't need to do anything. Yeah, he could probably go eat a whole pizza after this and like stay right. in shape.
2: Yeah, after running around in those heels and without
0: peeing, that's my thing. It's like, mm-hmm. well, he has the water ball. You never know. Yeah, a little quick just break.
2: Turn
1: I'm um, um,
0: demonstrating it and I think there's reason. a
1: change there might isn't there a change in that scene when the wigs come down yeah I think I think they have a quick break there. a quick quick break yeah
0: but he also is putting on the different wigs throughout that song That's so true. he's gonna need that quick break because yeah. I imagine those wigs are not light no they I they don't look that, light right I thought of trying to do my hair up like one of the wigs and I was like uh, that it's going to fail. I'm not going to do it.
2: I know. I thought about putting on more makeup and being drag queenie, and then it's raining in LA, guys. It it is. Yeah, rain. it's just literally really bad, dripping. I also have a show <laughs> later
0: today, but it probably would be a little bit weird for me to show up on with all with this.
2: With Hedwig's Vig. That's the good thing about General Hospital is it wouldn't be weird. It wouldn't be weird. <laughs>
0: um, so let's talk about our diva song for this show. Do you guys know what yours is yet? You know, I was thinking wig in a box just because I... I think it's it really funny, I and it makes me think song. of "Dick in a Box." <laughs> I do love "Wig in the Box." I love the part in "Wig in the Box" where he's like, "Now's the part where you sing my words that I wrote." Yeah. <laughs> Although with Neil Patrick Harris, because when I saw it with Jared and Chris, he said "wunderbar." and Neil Patrick Harris on the soundtrack says wonderful, and I'm like, no, mm. say
2: wunderbar. Right? wunderbar German. <laughs> I know Neil can do a German
0: accent. <laughs> right? Well, he's doing the accent, he just said oh. wonderful. Yeah, so right. like, what,
1: what? Uh, My diva song is Origin of Love, which like, it's the first song they wrote. Um, it's the hallmark of the, of the whole piece, and obviously it's like, it's a very popular song out of this That song whole... tripped
0: me out so much watching it, because of the uh, we We're going to talk about, but because of the um, projections that they yes. did during it, it just reminded me of when you're a kid and you see the cartoon projections with the people on TV, and you it's on TV though, so you know it's not like it was added in later. And this one is like in front of you happening. Right. I was like, whoa, what's happening?
1: <laughs> uh, mine is Sugar Daddy, just because. <laughs> yeah. but I also like. I should say that I, as far as if I'm listening to a CD in my car, it would be Origins of Love, but watching watching it it's midnight radio because that whole like stripped down moment yeah oh, is really one. powerful and i cry every, every single time. time every single time um and uh constantine Margulis, i don't know how to pronounce his last name but he he was the guy who played the main character in um, rock of ages on broadway he oh was, yeah, yeah and he was, he in was a on a, production and he was on, <laughs> a nice <laughs> he, he was on american he idol was on american idol yeah. did not win he was like a death metal
0: guy that sang Frank Sinatra on him. He has
1: a beautiful voice. My mom
0: loved him. She was so upset when he didn't win that season.
2: <laughs> My mom was happy to see him naked when we saw hair together.
1: So. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah. Well, he does a version of Midnight Radio that I think is really nice really if agree. you want to check it out.
0: Um, yeah. Sugar Daddy, for me, I love, one, because it was the first song that I was introduced to with it because of the Tony Awards. So it's that sentimental thing. And two, it's just fun. And I love the fact that it sounds so dirty and raunchy, but literally it is about candy.
1: Yeah. hmm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the like, Gummi Bears. The goomy <laughs> bears.
0: Um, so let's get into the characters because this is, like we said, basically a one man or one woman, depending.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because there are women that have played the role, like she. Ally
1: Sheedy and
0: yeah. uh, Lena Hall. Yeah. Recently, she did. She a, did
1: it the, here. Yeah. She, she in San Francisco here. and
0: and in Los Angeles, she right. did one show a
1: week, I believe.
0: Um, I didn't. But see But she
1: her. also plays Yitzhak. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. plays Yitzhak, Yitzhak.
0: Um. When when Darren Criss was playing it, and then one show a week, like she played. Hedwig and someone else played Yitzhak because yeah. it wasn't Darren Chris playing Yitzhak right. when she was playing. She has a
1: great voice though. She does.
0: She has a really great voice. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Because she can go to that deep place and be the Yitzhak character right. and then be super high and belty. And I was like, dang it. Yeah. She
1: has a phenomenal voice. I was just, you know, I, I, I have such a hard time, um, seeing Hedwig played by a woman. So when I got my tickets, I was like, there, it's going to be Darren Chris and that is what I want to <laughs> see. But then when I heard her sing, I was like, now I'm being mean. <laughs> like, I'm being mean and biased. I wish I just had enough voice. money that I
0: could have seen both and like yeah. seen how different or similarities that would have been with both of them playing it. But I don't have that money. So, <sighs> oh well. Um But yeah, so we have Hedwig, who's on stage, like we said, 98% of the time. We have Yitzhak, who is the next biggest character who has... Her only actual song in the show, <coughs> the normal show, is the, uh, Hurt Locker one.
2: Yeah,
0: that's new. I mean, that one. Yeah, originally that's new. in there. No. Yeah, the Hurt Locker one's the only one that that is actually just her singing by herself and not being backup. But even in the last one, where she comes out and like belts it, like it's yeah. her coming off of another song. Yeah. Um, but she, she, Yitzhak has so many great moments, like in this show the jealousy just coming opening the door to play Tommy's (laughs) music. Uh, Yitzhak kind of makes the show for me. If he wasn't there, I don't think the show would be the same. It would... Because you never get to see the bad... Like, you, you know, Hedwig's talking about herself in a very positive way
1: i think you need the banter too yeah it's like you need you need that sort of it's hard when you if you're monologuing for an hour and a half to keep up that kind of energy and if you have someone to kind of banter with and play off of and i know there's some audience interaction as well but mm-hmm. um it, it really helps with that with even that energy. even
0: with uh him just not talking and just giving (laughs) looks, it helps. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's that guy in the back, you know, like the Tom Green show where he had Phil um, in the back just drinking coffee. (laughs) Like, you could just have Yitzhak doing that and it would make the show so much better because the thing is, is as much as you love Hedwig and you want to hear Hedwig, you have to have someone
0: else to play off of. Well, you have to, and you have to at some point in the play realize how narcissistic and how kind of terrible in (sighs) a way Hedwig is to have it be this, like, kind of character that was in love, and now is resentful
1: and like I think Hedwig has every reason to be resentful though because when you're talking you're talking mm. about someone like Tommy stole Hedwig's music and i mean his heart along with the yes. music but it's like you have someone who became famous by stealing somebody else's music when that person was somebody that you supposed to you were supposed to be in love with well i was talking about Yitzhak being resentful of oh, Hedwig yeah, because Yitzhak Hedwig is, oh, stole sorry. his whole career yeah
0: so Hedwig essentially did to Yitzhak what Tommy did to Hedwig, right? In a way.
1: But then, in the end, you have Hedwig turning around and saying, "Here, I give you my mantle," yes. which Tommy doesn't do yes. for Hedwig. So Hedwig
0: does, like I, Hedwig is still a wonderful character and does have the redeeming qualities that Tommy does not. But right. you, it is good, like you know, when you have a one-person show where they're just kind of talking themselves up so much. To have someone be like, no, they're not that great. Of course, yeah.
2: <laughs> of course, there's a little bit of humility is there yeah. in that character, and I like that. And as it does still come back to like the Iggy Pop, David Bowie thing, while we we don't know how much of that is true, there's some a uh, little bit of, you know, similarities there, and yeah. uh, we do have uh, some. Chatter in the chat here. Uh, jazz, jazz four one one seven three says, "Sugar daddy is their diva
0: song." Hi, yes. Jazz. Yeah. daddy. Jazz joins, jazz joins us. Jazz I feel yeah. most most weeks. So, uh welcome. Thank back, you, Jazz. Yeah, we enjoy having you. Mine here. was wig in the box. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's Weak. right. Yeah. Um, and then the last kind of. I'm. I'm I have looking... Memory.
1: I'm memory loss
0: as I get older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looping this in together as one character, but the, as the band is one character to me. Yeah. But the band is the only other character in this show. Yeah. And they don't really have lines, lines. Like, sometimes here and there, there'll be, like, one little thing. Yeah, they make it, their
1: reactions more than But mm-hmm. I love else. having
0: the band on stage and having it be the band for the show that she is performing, as well as the music that is for the show that we right. are listening to. Right. So I, I love when they do that. I love when they
1: incorporate the band into the show. Um... And, it's, and also why, it's also why this show, like the production I saw in Baltimore, it's also why this show works so well in small spaces, too, because you can have it set up like a cabaret act.
0: Mm-hmm. I also uh, want to kind of transition this into the stage, because talking about this, the, all these characters are on stage pretty much the whole time. Maybe there's like little instances at the beginning and the end where some people are not, but other than that, everybody is on stage 24-7 uh and the stage kind of stays the same there's little differences like we have the car and the car moves up and down into different transitions into different to make it a little a ramp at one point but besides that like we have the very like kind of low budget rock and roll kind of set that you would see in a
1: little tiny venue like you said like a cabaret almost I mean, there is like besides the car. There's the car there's parts where like pieces of the set are torn down, yeah. and then there's the part um, during that whole like last midnight radio moment where, at least in this production in L.A., um, the actor playing Hedwig is like raised on a yeah, platform. platform.
0: But it's still
1: it's still a very
0: like this is our set. It's not going to change. We're not going to have any different set, which makes sense because. If they're performing in front of you. Like it wouldn't make sense for. The it sense also means the
1: performers have to be good, and one of the reasons I think that people loved Darren Criss and, and Neil Patrick Harris. Um, and again, it's like I can't speak to a whole bunch of other live actors because those are the. Well, only, this role has yeah, been yeah. played.
0: Even I mean and. It makes sense with how much work <laughs> it goes into being on this, but since it's been on Broadway, I think there's been, like, 12 people played it on Broadway. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so Darren these- Chris only played two months on the tour, and now someone else is taking over. But it's a lot. It's a lot of work,
1: and you have to be really good to be able to... You have to, to be on it. And you have to be very engaging.
0: And you have to be... Uh, I don't know how much is, like, written for them, but I'm assuming that there's... A, most of it's not... You have to be on kind of your game of what's going on in events in the world. Neil
1: Patrick Harris said there are, there are stock jokes, but then there are places built in that you can come up with your own thing as well. And so that, obviously, like we had the election coming up as the Darren Chris show yeah. was playing here. So there were a lot of um, topical, political I saw, jokes. The show I saw was right
0: after the election had happened and right after Trump had won. Mm. It was like two days after I think mm-hmm. and so there was a lot a lot of political jokes in there and a lot of like banter. I think one of them was like someone said like Hillary or something in the crowd and he said like honey unlike my hair Hillary like Hillary hasn't didn't win or something like oh, that yeah. <laughs> Hillary lost but so there was <clears throat> you have to be kind of knowledgeable about what's going on in the world it's kind of like if anyone went to Disneyland and saw the Aladdin show do you know what I'm talking about? I have not
1: seen mm-hmm. The Aladdin Show. It it's
0: either. not there anymore, I think. I think they got it, but yeah, they, it's frozen now. The Aladdin Show, The Genie, was like that. The Genie had to be t- topical on what was happening, who, like, celebrities that were married or broken up, and they incorporated it into the show.
2: Yeah, which is always fun. And, too, it just shows the strengths of the actors you get. They have to have a high improv bone mm-hmm. as well. And that's why it's really interesting to me that um, a lot of improv performers haven't really played Hedwig. Like, I would have thought Wayne Brady before Tay Diggs. But you, know, you have to. I yeah. would
0: love yeah. to see
1: Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady in that role. Well,
0: Wayne Brady would be great. He's mm-hmm. a, he's playing Hamilton right now, so he won't take over that yeah. role anytime. No,
1: he's playing. Not Aaron, playing Hamilton. Yeah, he's Aaron in
0: Burr. Hamilton. Yeah. He's playing Aaron Burr. Uh, but. I think it's also that a lot of improv people necessarily aren't
1: singers too. You know, some of them are, some of them are.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
1: he's yeah, he's a singer though. So So you have to be
0: able to sing, you have to be able to act, you have to be able to improv, Mm. you have to be able to dance. And you have to
1: be willing to be in drag. I mean, let's face it, it, it's like we still as much as like drag has been mainstreamed by things like RuPaul's drag race. Um, there are still people out there, as is evidenced um, by this election, that really do not do not like drag queens, mm-hmm. do not like people cross-dressing. So, There's still a portion of the country that
0: feels very uncomfortable around it feels that. feels very mm-hmm. uncomfortable with that, yes. Um, so yeah, you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with kissing random people because, just like in the Tony Award thing, Hedwig does go <laughs> into the audience and pick a random person and like make out And with swish them. over yeah. their
1: face, too. <laughs> I remember I saw that oh. and I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, And Wayne Brady wore the kinky boots. He can wear the Hedwig boots.
0: And you have to be willing to put on like a gallon of makeup with hot lights shining on your face. Um, But yeah, it's a very trying role. And so it makes... And I like that that set just kind of is there and isn't really hugely incorporated into the
1: show many times because
0: it lets the person playing Hedwig shine.
1: Which is just... It's the same thing as when you go to see a rock concert. It's like... If you're a true rock band, you don't need that kind of... Mm-hmm. You don't need that kind of a set. You don't need the kind of, like, pomp and circumstance. If you have the talent, you if don't you need to If you have the talent, you don't need to hide behind that. Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: just, like, when you go see, like, a big-time rock band like The Who or The Rolling Stones or something like that, they're just... They're the act. You're there to see them. Not all this crazy stuff that a lot of, you know, newer bands have had to incorporate, like costumes and silly stuff. You know, sort of like Kiss versus them. It's, like... Did You're you just doing not a show, kiss a little <laughs> bit, because that's the thing. Is kiss, kiss has their merit. I love them, but they had to do that because they're not rock
1: gods. <laughs> they had to have a yeah. gimmick. Yeah. Um, Someone in the chat rolled Jonathan Garcia says, no. "Finally, I've been waiting for this review since forever. We are here." Yeah, and Ernie
2: Three K says, "I love the original off-Broadway version. The tour version is too loud to get the
0: lyrics." Oh really? Uh, yeah. I didn't I, notice that in mine. Hmm. For the when I saw, I, I, I could hear fine.
1: I part of me is like I. It's hard to gauge when you already know the lyrics whether or not it's too loud to hear them because I feel like there's this thing in your brain that's already putting the inserting the lyrics in those places mm-hmm. already. So it's like I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, I guess.
0: Um, I do want to mention the two parts that are kind of the frivolous stuff on set, which is the projector, like we talked about in Origin of Love, and they used it a couple other times. And there's the bright lights. If you have epilepsy, do not go see the show.
2: <laughs>
0: it will not do well for you. Um, and then we have the mannequins that come down during uh, Wig in a Box.
1: Oh, yes. That was
0: also very trippy <laughs> when they start moving.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, ha- well, for me, not uh, having seen the movie and then a like a very small town production, having the enormity of have having those wigs come down with the mannequins and everything... I was so excited because that's something you can't you it's that's that's a true big space theatrical experience mm-hmm. that I was excited about but um the projection was cool too because they have the video basically from the movie, which I, I love the video from the movie, so sorry that's a spoiler <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. okay. The projection but, is the video from yeah. the movie that's fine I'm gonna watch the movie this week, so
0: it won't, it won't be spoiled for long um Moving on to... I want to talk about some of the themes that we have going on here. We have, obviously, <coughs> gender identity uh, with loss of identity mm-hmm. as a person, which is re- becomes more relevant as the show goes on, as Hedwig is slowly tearing off pieces and revealing who she really is underneath it all, mm. which is a huge, powerful message that I was just like...
1: I love that moment because you have this whole discussion about... Um, in Tommy, you have this character who's afraid so afraid to come out and postures as this whole huge rock star. And then in Hedwig, you have this person who basically becomes a woman because the person they're dating or married to wants them to be, not necessarily because... Well, and also wants to take them to America,
0: and that's the only way they can. To get there,
1: yeah. And it was interesting because you also have this comment on how hard it is to become an immigrant here. Um, So... uh, I love that stripped down moment because it's just like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Well, I love
0: how slow it even happens because it's like, as the show goes on, like, first they change the wigs out and then the wig is this short little one that you think is might even just be their real hair. Right. But then that comes off too. Right. Um, the only thing that doesn't come off is like a gold speedo basically. Right.
2: Like Rocky. (laughs) Like Rocky. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um... But it is this real moment of loving who you are, and also being able to face who you are. If you've done certain things, being able to face yourself. It's
0: also this great message of how much, kind of for me as a woman, how much we put on to like fake to the world who we really are with makeup and hair.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's what I really liked about it, because I'm someone who, you know, wears makeup to work just because you should, but, like, I feel just as fine without it on, and, and like, you know, without doing my hair, and it's sort of, like, stuff like this is where you learn to, like, love that part about yourself, mm-hmm. and, like, you see this person who became a woman for someone else, and even as women ourselves, don't we think about that? I mean, we get pretty for other people, yeah. not ourselves, usually. Oh, no, I, I
1: get pretty for me. I
0: get yeah. pretty for me, but <laughs> I, it's kind of both for me. Yeah. Like, I get pretty for me. Back in San Francisco, when I, when I grew up, I feel like when I would dress up, it was more for me. And then I feel like when I came to L.A., it was more like, oh, my gosh, everybody else is like this. And when I wouldn't wear makeup, I would feel that much more, like, realization that I wasn't wearing makeup because everybody else was so done up that I was like, mm. oh, I feel really gross looking right now because everybody else looks so amazing. <laughs> um,
1: I think it's also different if you're a performer too because they're and this is part of the reason I mm-hmm. love drag queens, it's like they just get dressed up for the love and excitement of getting dressed up and playing a character.
2: And it and that's sort of what you have to do it as is like, you know, this is my my character. Well the drag, <laughs> the character. drag queens
1: that
0: I know and have met in the past, like they do it it's all for them. They yeah. love Doing that for themselves it 's not them doing it for other people like Hedwig
1: is. oh, and shout yeah. out to Willem, who actually we we had on our drag race show here. He um, helped Neil Patrick Harris get ready for his role as Hedwig to learn oh, how to so cool. walk in heels and do his makeup and what he 's like one of my all time favorite drag queens. look him up
0: um, I am going to jump forward because we are running a little bit out of time, and we have some stuff to get to to the Tony Awards, and we do have a video that we 're going to play for that. Uh, of Neil Patrick Harris, of course. It's most I love people. Him. Most yeah. people have seen it, but I'm playing yeah. it. because I, I love saw it. before. Yeah. I watched it before I came
1: in because I just love his performance.
0: <laughs> um, so while we play that, I'm going to talk also about like what it won and what it didn't win, so we can go ahead and play that and I'll just talk over it a little bit. Um, while we get it up, I'll start. We have it won best revival of a musical, best leading actor in musical for Neil Patrick Harris, best featured actress for Lena Hall, and best lighting design. And it was also nominated for best costume, best direction, and best sound design.
1: <laughs> I love this wig too because um, it's so iconic. Well, they yeah. said that
0: when they first were uh, designing the wig like back in like 19- they like used toilet uh toilet rolls, paper rolls yeah. to do. That's <laughs> funny. Obviously it's grown since then yeah. because it's yeah. much longer than a toilet paper mm-hmm. roll. Right. I also love Yitzhak's like 1960s, 1950s
2: like right. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It makes me think Aaron Tveit should be a Yitzhak in that outfit because he looks so good on Grease Live. <laughs>
0: we know he a, can that calls it into a question, though, of like Yitzhak should ever be played
1: by a man. If that would be like we've had yeah. women headway, but I don't know if we've ever had a male no. Yitzhak. Yitzhak. Yeah. See, that was that goes into the whole question, the whole problem I have when when you're talking about something that's genderqueer, <laughs> I I prefer it to be. A person dressing as the opposite gender, just to get that message across. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, Mitchell did say about I wrote it down, he did say that she's genderqueer, but she's more than a woman or a man. She's not either
1: identity. Right. Yeah. I mean she can't be so o- also because it's like the watch the operation. <laughs> so you have a whole problem yeah. there. <laughs> but I do like this because it's uh it's very cemented that this character is genderqueer versus just a drag queen or this or that. So you have a, a different... You you have um, a way to teach people about the phrase genderqueer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so many
2: people don't realize there's a difference between transsexual and transvestite. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Also,
0: let's let's just talk about like all this stuff we did say it already, but all this stuff Hedwig is doing does happen in the show. Yes. <laughs> so if you're the type of person that does not want this stuff to happen to you, do not sit in the orchestra section. Sit in the balcony. It won't happen to you in the balcony. If that's something that makes I you uncomfortable. I wish I had the money,
1: though, that exactly. close. I wish I I you know? let Neil
0: Patrick Harris do that to me. I either. want Neil
1: Patrick Harris to sit on my yeah. face.
0: <laughs> I felt the same way in Cavalier, me when too. they pulled people up on the stage to dance with them. I was like,
1: dang, I wish I had more money. Right. <laughs> Oh, and that actor is so cute who played the who played the MC, MC in the LA version. Oh man, is that
0: Kevin Bacon? It was Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's yeah. What Kevin I was Bacon. And this is what Lena like. This is what's amazing about yeah. Lena Hall. This is her like, voice is phenomenal. Like I tried to sing this way, and it hurt my throat hmm? so much. <laughs>
1: uh, Luther, darling, heaven knows, I've never put on women's clothes.
0: <laughs> Except for once my mother's Panasol <laughs> <laughs> Well that's like the great thing about this song too Is that like a little facetiousness Because like he really hasn't at this point put on women's clothes Right yet. but it's yeah. like
1: there has already been that thing In his head of maybe I sh- could explore this yeah. yeah, Maybe I could explore this, <laughs> uh, well, I-, this I couldn't this do, do that without Harris getting hurt This is husband, uh-huh. Patrick real
0: life husband that he, David chose David yeah. that he chose to pull out of the crowd. He's so cute so I love that
2: he pulled his husband nice. out of the crowd. They're my couple goals. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. they're, they're kid's yeah. Halloween costumes. I, I just Family want a Halloween documentary costumes. about
0: their entire relationship because they're adorable.
2: Yeah, like, I love every time David was on How I Met Your Mother, like, because he played this, like, schlubby guy. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: David Burke said originally, yeah. like, he kind of rodeo Patrick Harris off when he was like, well, whatever, because hey. he knew he was He's like, I'm not going to be able to, like, get that.
1: So he Aww. just kind of was like, hey, whatever.
0: Like, I'm not going to really, like, Try and then.
1: I didn't know that. I
2: like that. That's so cute. Cause yeah, I'm like David's adorable too. Yeah.
1: They have Halloween costume squad goals. That.
0: Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is some people that kind of feel that Neil Patrick Harris should have won for Best Actress for this role, and that Lena Hall should have won Best Featured
1: Actor. That would be won- more interesting. Yeah. I wonder what your guys' thoughts were on that. I feel like it's up to them who they are and... Um, in their regular lives, who they identify as. So Neil Patrick Harris identifies as a man, and she identifies as a woman. So I feel like they're in the right place. Now, if you if you had a different person who was maybe didn't identify as either, or a person who identified as a different gender, well, then I feel like it should be their chosen gender that is in that category. Okay. But I also feel like we should abolish this category of like. Best actor, best actress. Anyway, I think it should just be like best person. I don't know, actor. Yeah. Like maybe actor can encompass everything. Because yeah, but then you again, have... you're
0: then you're also like making it fewer people can win.
1: Or you, yeah. I mean, but you know, it's it's this old. We have these old antiquated gender things where we say, okay, well, you're a best actor, and you know, you for your gender are the best actor, and you for your this. Yeah. No, I what, I, I get what I you're get saying. That. I just also.
0: I just know it's so hard to win a Tony already. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to short the categories, (laughs) but it is funny how many men have won for playing women, but how many women for playing men. Yeah, Yeah, it's Um, it's far less.
1: Well, and also drag kings, people don't know much Mm -hmm. about drag kings. There are drag kings, and in their their communities, they're just as dedicated and just as vibrant as drag queens, but they never get any press or recognition. So I feel like this is a great moment, too, because you have someone, um, whoever's playing Yitzhak has to really perform Mm -hmm. well. You have to be very believable. Yeah, you have to you have to do this deep kind of man voice, but then you have to sing as the woman in the end too. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard role. Yeah. yeah, Jonathan
2: Garcia brings up an interesting question here in the chat. He's like, "Do you think that Hedwig is male or a female? Because throughout the show, Hedwig was looking for the one to complete herself because she felt that she was incomplete.
1: I think that's you know, the I think that's, that's the, whole the whole reason point, yeah. that. Um, John Cameron Mitchell calls it gender queer. The character gender queer because both the male and female are represented in Hedwig. And I think yep. once you get to the end of Hedwig, you, I at least I should say, feel that this person has found their other half in themselves. Yeah, I feel like at the end they've broken down their identity so
0: much that they kind of are both. Right.
2: Yeah, because I think that the whole point is to complete herself with himself. I mean, and it's really the... Except who they
0: fully are, except the fact that they have an angry inch. Mm, Right. That's always going to be a part of them. Right. Um, So moving on to our news, because we we are running out of time on our show right now. Um, I just wanted to go over a few different things that have come out this past week. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda released some unheard Hamilton demos on his Twitter. It's called like a twitter storm or something our twitter rampage because he like went off and just released all those um i'll post the link to that on our our twitter page broadway um, be down broadway be down uh it includes some the story of tonight right hand man guns of guns and ships and uh it offers a deeper look into kind of both the show and the creative process so that's really interesting and you should check it out well like i said we'll post it on our twitter page um I do have a couple things that we're going to show in just a second. Right before we do that, Adina Menzel was okay. interviewed uh, with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend star <laughs> Rachel Bloom, and uh, was asked who she would cast as Kristen Chenoweth. Said that she would cast Beth Bear Oh, I as love that. Glinda. Yeah. And so they asked Idina Mazzell, who she would cast as Alphabet mm-hmm. and she said, I don't really want anyone to be cast yeah! except for myself. Let's just get the I original like cast.
1: I, I, I get so bitter when people are like, these actresses are too old to play this part. Listen, they did it in Rent. They can do it here. <laughs> right.
0: They, were like, <laughs> they yeah. were like almost 40 when Rent came well, yeah. out. Um, and then Rachel Bloom went as far as to say that she would boycott the movie if it wasn't mm-hmm. and Dina Mazzell playing Alphabet in That's it. Funny. So Dia Mazzell was totally ruling just so you guys all in the movie studios know to play <laughs> Um, And speaking of Demon's All, that's where our next clip comes from. I'm going to show the trailer for Beaches that came out yesterday. I haven't really seen the reviews since it came out, but the, pe- the reviews of the critics before it came out were kind of negative.
1: It's hard, it. though. Yeah. I should say it's like without... You know, you don't want to lambast two really great actresses who sing well and are, you know, doing this. I don't want to do that at all, but at the same time why don't you cast them in something new and fresh? Mm-hmm. This this whole well, like the remaking, remaking old movies yeah. the, the and main, remaking an old movie that
0: somebody already loves. The main criticism, because they liked the acting in it, the main criticism was is that they shortened it for Lifetime, which made uh. them feel like they were rushing this friendship through. So let's go ahead and just play the trailer. If you guys would like to check it out, it came out yesterday on Lifetime. I'm sure <laughs> it'll be up again millions of more times. If you have seen us, let us know what you thought. TCC's been my best friend ever since we were kids. She knows all my stories.
1: What stories? <laughs> Must have been cold air in my shadow.
0: <clears throat> to never have sunlight on your
2: face. You were content to lend
1: catch what's-his-face with another woman, and now you're having his baby by yourself? That's amazing. It is? That is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard of. Did you ever know that oh. you're my hero? Oh! <laughs> I
0: love you. Everything
1: I would like to be. I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. You, me, it's everything.
0: be there, for however long you need.
1: Did I ever tell you you're my hero? You're my everything, everything. Cece, I'm really scared.
0: Hillary, we are not gonna give up.
1: You the my her Every voice is so beautiful. I couldn't yeah. even talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm like,
2: I love like, this song anyway, and to hear her sing it too is so interesting. But I still associate the most with Whitney Mid- world oh. actually Whenever Corey interrupts the talent show while his oh, okay. singing it, to their I dad. thought you were going to say
0: bet Midler. Yeah, <laughs> that which makes way more sense. But <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I don't make. I sense. can't see though that if they did shorten it, it i kind of still want to watch it but i could see how it loses some of that because it is such a the core of the show is their friendship and you really have to pull that across of the highs and lows and how they became friends and how they're still friends years later and if that doesn't fully come across then the story doesn't make sense um i don't want to give away anything that happens But if you haven't seen the 80s movie <laughs> of beaches but uh yeah so just if you, if you guys have seen it or if you guys see it um this week please let us know what you guys thought of it uh, i'm gonna try to check it out if i have time um, and the last bit of news I have, it's not fully Broadway news, but I also just love them. Um, and, and they do have a lot of Broadway, like, little hits there, here and there within their show. And they've and all been on Broadway. They've all been on Broadway. It's not like... So Will and Grace, it was finally confirmed that they're coming back for a 10-episode so reunion kind of thing. Uh, it's coming uh, by the end of this year. I believe they said 2017, 2018 is going to... So I'm Ooh. guessing winter time. Um, this is a little trailer that they put up when they announced it on the NBC oh. press day um, and that Sean Hayes put up with the simple caption of, Can I get a ride to work? Aww.
2: The television phenomenon. Winning 16 Emmy Awards. Just jam. Just up, mm-hmm. Just shut up. Just get in the cab. Mm-hmm. And now,
0: do we have an announcement for you?
2: You. Just You. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh, what, Brad not and Angelina announced their divorce the same week my relationship ends. Selfish. <laughs> Talk
0: about a basket of deplorables.
1: <laughs> they also had a little uh, election skit. That they was, did. That was yeah, where hilarious. a lot of the last part of that
0: was from. Um, yeah. And you can find that on YouTube. It's about 10 minutes long and it's, it is hilarious. Um I was so excited by this news because this was my all-time favorite sitcom ever and in my top 3 favorite TV shows ever. So I'm so excited it's coming back. I think that they still have great banter as that 10 minute clip yeah. showed. That it's they still can work together. Um it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I do think they're going to have to address Debbie Reynolds dying cuz she did play Grace's mom on the show. Right. So that'll be sad. Um but I, I, I'm i going to be interested to see how that... Because I feel like they have to bring that up. Oh, yeah. Karen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just love Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys have anything you wanted to talk about news-wise
1: or other? I am interviewing next week after our um, Hedwig movie recap. I'm interviewing my friend Dylan Brody, who's a comedian. And he's doing... I guess it's like a one-man show slash comedy routine. And we're going to be talking about so that. So it very
0: much fits into oh, the Hedwig week. Oh, yes. Um, Sorry. Uh, Make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment below and let us know what you think. Let us know what shows you want to see us do in the future. Uh, Rate us on iTunes, here, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you're listening to us. Yes, comment, we
1: respond. We do. Yes,
0: please, please, please leave comments. Um, And where can they find you guys one last time? Since I'm
2: Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet
1: since there is only one. I'm 123 B on all platforms, except Snapchat, Mm -hmm. where I'm B 123 because Snapchat sucks. Mm -hmm. And I am BFIPs14 on Twitter and
0: Instagram, BFIPs1214 on Snapchat. And you can find me later tonight uh, at 8 p.m. West Coast time for the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend After Show. And next week we'll be discussing the Hedwig film, so we look forward to seeing you all then. Bye, everybody.